0: good morning and uh, welcome to monday medicine and this is pastor richard
1: Leger, and this is pastor curtis king are you sure you pointed in the right direction i i believe i got it right i think i got mine right
0: i i point toward the baptistry yeah and me too okay all right well there all you right. go then we, we <laughs> that's that's the way we'll know all right well good to see you buddy how you feeling
1: uh i am doing quite a bit better it's been a rough two weeks but um yeah, no, um, I'm I'm uh, on the right track here.
0: Well, I have to say, and and please don't take offense to this, but you do look a little pale this morning. Well, and, uh, is that because you I didn't looked, put your makeup on this morning?
1: You know, I didn't. My makeup team didn't show up this morning, so I just had to roll without them. Um, I've been told I look skinnier as well. I lost about fifteen pounds. Oh. Um, you can call it the COVID fifteen, I guess.
0: Oh my. So, oh my. Well, I could stand to use lose 15 pounds, but I for sure don't want to do it that way. I, no, I really don't want to do it that it way. It wasn't
1: my first choice, but now that I've lost the weight, I'm not complaining about it either. So,
0: well, you know, weight that goes off fast.
1: It, well, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of the reason why COVID hit me so hard was I, I needed to lose some weight. I'm not saying that was all of it, but, um, um, you know, one of the things I think I've, I've taken away from a, uh, just a perspective shift paradigm shift is, um, I've I've got to make some lifestyle changes. So, uh, with my eating, especially, so uh, I'm no medical doctor. That's not what this podcast is, yeah. but you know, um,
0: it's a, it's a better kind of medicine, but
1: that's right. That's right. But I'm, I'm hoping to, um, Keep the weight off, and maybe even lose a little bit more. So,
0: well, for everybody watching, I'll tell you this, Pastor Lejeune. Um, he and I were texting, and Richard, I don't remember what day it was, but um, whatever day it was, he told me that he has never been so sick in his entire life. And, yeah, uh,
1: I, it was. Yeah, you know, it, it was two weeks of. I mean, the first eight or nine days, I didn't have any appetite. I don't think I ate much of anything. Then my wife started force feeding me. Um, but headache, uh, fever, uh, chills, um, burning up hot, it, it mm. all of it. So, yeah, I know that's for sure the sickest I've ever been.
0: And oh, then for that long too. So I felt horrible for you, man. And, and then we were going to try to do this a few days ago, or we were scheduled to do this. And then you said that um, uh, that you're you were just in a fog. You just couldn't get your thoughts together. And um, yeah, my goodness.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's given me a new compassion uh, for people who suffer, um, you know, medically. And I never ended up hospitalized over it, but um, I came pretty close. I was about as sick as you can be without being in the hospital. So goodness. thankful, thankful to be getting better. And um uh I, I didn't three or four days ago, I, I would have never thought I'd be sitting here recording this right now. So praising uh, yesterday God for his hand of healing.
0: Yesterday you told me you were about 80 percent. Is that the number you would still put on it today?
1: Yeah, I'd say, well, the Ravens lost last night. That's not helping me.
0: Um, <laughs> but I'd say
1: eighty-eight uh, percent. that's okay. a good round number. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, when uh, when I went to bed, the Ravens were were winning, and uh, I went to I went to bed a little. Uh, I guess obviously sooner than you did, but oh my goodness gracious, what about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that was uh, that was a wild a wild game. Um, but hey, that's there's always next week, so
0: yeah, or next year. Uh, you know, I really <laughs> want to
1: look at it right. <laughs> hey, by the way, I got to bring this
0: up, man. Okay, so the, this will be two weeks since since podcast numero uno, and uh, I've gotten a little bit of flack off Uh-oh. of the the Alabama jabs. Okay, uh-huh. um, not necessarily from Alabama fans per se, but just you know, I, I think just people feeling sorry that I was picking on you. So, um, well, that, you, you should feel sorry because that was a well, low low shot. It was a low shot. It definitely was a low shot. But, uh, you know, I, I guess on one hand, I'm sorry because I never want to hurt your feelings, especially when we're doing a podcast and the theme is friendship. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really not an appropriate time to go hurting a friendship. But uh, anyway, so um, the point was that you can still be friends and, and not see eye to eye on everything. But um, so anybody watching that was bothered by my Alabama jabs. Um, I'm, I'm not really sorry, but I am very sorry. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that was the
1: most wishy washy apology ever given. Um, it's the
0: best I could do, man. It's the you best know, I could do. What's really
1: funny about this is, um, the second time I met you, um, was on the property of our former ministry, and uh, you were walking me around, showing me. Uh, I, I believe you're showing me the, the parsonage where I would be living if, if mm-hmm. I accepted the job. And the topic of sports came up, and you and I were amazed yes. at how we lined up on pretty much every sports team. And then Alabama came up, and you yeah. just about unhired me on the spot. Um, but I think because I was a Kentucky Wildcat college basketball fan. And a Dallas cowboys fan um, and an, an Orioles that, fan and an Orioles fan, yep, yep. Uh, and at the time you were a ravens fan and and uh, and I liked the Ravens, so uh, we, we were uh, we were on board um, with those things we had in common <laughs> amen well amen to that it honestly, it
0: is shocking that two <sighs> two guys can be as similar on the teams that they like as you and I are. And um, which I know the pros, the pro teams, you know, you mentioned the Cowboys, you know, we mentioned the Orioles. Um, uh, what was the other one? Kentucky uh,
1: Wildcats.
0: Oh, yeah. So that one is the one that is is unusual. OK, um, you know, because like, you know, the Cowboys. Well, you know, there's a lot of Cowboys fans just because, sure. you know, they have, you know, their a, America's a nice team. looking helmet. Yeah, America's yeah. team, all that stuff. But uh, Orioles fans, well, you know, we were in Baltimore, so you know that's that's not that unusual. But the Kentucky Wildcats, uh, that and that is my my longest running team that I cheer for. Okay, I've I've been a Kentucky Wildcat fan uh, way before I was any other fan. Um, I remember laying on my stomach on um, in the living room floor watching a black and white TV and uh, watching Coach Joe B. Hall with uh, Kyle Macy and Rick Roby and guys like that, um, that's, you know, uh, some of my earliest memories are watching the Kentucky Wildcats. You know, when you grow up in Kentucky, you know, you're either a rebel, I mean, an absolute rebel and you cheer <laughs> for Louisville, okay, or you cheer for Kentucky. But um, everybody that just wants to go a different way, you know, or, one, or maybe they hate their parents, and their parents were Wildcats, so they cheer for Louisville. That's kind of the way it works down sure. there. <laughs> so, Yeah. Oh,
1: man. I don't have a good reason for being a, a Wildcat fan other than when I was a teenage boy, my brother and I were filling out March Madness brackets. Uh-huh. And uh, he filled his out before me, and he chose Kentucky to win it all for some odd reason. And my bracket fell apart very early on in that tournament, and his was looking good. And so um he wanted to watch every Kentucky game he could watch because he had oh, okay. chosen them to win the tournament and and uh, Scott Paget played for them that year. I don't know if anyone even knows who that is, but he was a just a sharpshooter from the three point line and uh, I don't think they won the tournament, but they came close, and yeah. I fell in love with the i fell in love with them that year, and once I buy into a team, I'm pretty much good for the rest of my life so you know as long as we've known
0: each other I, I never knew that story so i'm i'm really glad to know that we are probably losing juan lopez right now you know that don't you uh yeah yeah. You know, juan lopez if you're listening buddy he he, he said, "Hey, I'll I'll listen in, but you guys get talking about sports and stuff." Yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that, Juan.
1: <laughs> hang in there, Juan. We'll we'll get yeah, hang in there. The we're, we're gonna go
0: biblical in just a few minutes, right? That's right. Uh, goodness gracious, wow. Well, hey, uh, are you ready to get started?
1: Yeah, let's. Um, well, you want to you want to give the joke of the week?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give the joke of the week. Okay, I, I have two and so i'm only gonna give one and so in my mind i'm trying to think okay which one is the funniest one okay so um all right here we go okay why do bees have sticky hair Mm,
1: why do bees have sticky hair
0: yes because they use a honeycomb
1: oh now is that the best joke you've heard all day it is the only joke I've heard all day. <laughs> Therefore, yes.
0: it is numero uno. I win. <laughs> yes, it is the best joke
1: I've heard all day. It is also the worst joke I've heard all day. Oh no, you had
0: yeah. to go there. You had to go there.
1: But it was the best joke I've heard all day.
0: Well, okay, I'll t- I'll take it then. I will okay. take it. Then. Oh goodness gracious! Hey, who started last time? Do I, I you believe
1: remember? I did. So okay, we'll, we'll let you jump in and go first.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, so we've been talking about friendship and um, uh, I guess I ought to re-intro this, right? So, um, you know, the theme of our, of our podcast is Monday medicine and uh, life has a lot of hurts and God has the answer and God, God has the medicine that you need. That's kind of where we want to go with every episode that we do. That um, uh, there is healing power in the Lord and I'm not just talking about a physical healing, there's an emotional, spiritual healing in the Lord. And um, so uh, last time we talked about how that one of the ways that God heals people of their emotional, their spiritual wounds is he gives them uh, godly friends. And um, and you and I both in our own lives we have we have been that to each other. There were times that you helped heal me with your friendship, and there were times I tried to help heal you with uh, with my friendship. And um, uh, I, I don't know that your drinking buddies are going to be able to give you that. Um, I, well, I know your drinking buddies are not going to be able to give you that. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't work that way because they they may offer some level of a camaraderie. But they are not going to offer a, a deeper spiritual, godly friendship. Um, and that's what God is trying to provide. And one thing we said last time was that I mentioned a, a famous preacher that I heard not long ago, and he said that if you get down to the end of your life and you feel and you find that you can look back and you had three real, genuine, close, godly friends, then you are an incredibly fortunate person. And I would say if you get down to the end of your life and you had one. Then you should cherish that one that you had. If you mm-hmm. if you ended up with as many as three, then oh my. Um, so yeah, I, I, that that's um. In in our own lives, Pastor Lejeune and I have experienced the the power of godly friendship. And so um, I think we came prepared with uh, three verses apiece last time. I think we only got to two each, if I remember that's right.
1: Correct. Yeah. And
0: um, let me uh, let me give you one. And, uh, and Pastor Richard, this is one that um, that I have used this in weddings uh, many times. Uh, I've preached from it. I've used it in marriage counseling uh, many times. But it's a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes. And I have always, um, well, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll just read it very quickly, and then I'll tell you how I've always used it. Um, it is Ecclesiastes chapter four, and it says, two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Um, you've, you've heard me do lots of weddings. I assume, I mean, I, I know I've done a lot of weddings as you and I've worked together. I'm I assume you've been at most of them, but I've used that in, in many of them uh, to say two are better than one, two are better than one. It says that over and over through those verses. But then at the end of it, it says a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And what I have said is that people say it takes two to make a marriage, but it, but three is a better marriage. A threefold cord is three ropes woven together. Mm-hmm. And of course the application is the husband, the wife, and Jesus you know, blending together and, and, and you've got an unbreakable rope, you know, um, not just, just probably three weeks ago uh, I was, I was just dwelling on that passage and it it came to me that it, it keeps saying two are better than one, two are better than one, two are better than one. The whole threefold thing doesn't come up until the very end of that little passage. And it dawned on me if two are better than one, then that means a husband and a wife are better than a husband than a man by himself or a husband and a wife are better than a woman by herself um but then it's, it's even better if it's if it, the Lord is woven in and I thought maybe I'm not looking at that right. Maybe the two are better than one could be me and Jesus me and Jesus me and Jesus, and then you put a wife in the mix, okay, mm-hmm. or Janet and Jesus Janet and Jesus Janet, then you put Curtis in the mix, okay, or Angela and Jesus, and then you put Richard. Um, Now, I do believe this is talking about about friendships. And I think the way I've interpreted it historically is 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 correct. However, I would say this, that if you don't have a husband, or if you don't have a wife, or if you don't have a best friend with a kindred spirit, you do have Jesus. You do have Jesus. So though let you and Jesus be the two that are better than one. And if the Lord brings a third rope along to make it even stronger than great. But I think that people are so hungry for friendships that they'll take anybody. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, people who are so hungry for a spouse, but it could be that it's just for the romantic part of marriage, or maybe it's just because they think, well, two incomes, we can, we you know, we, two, we, two of us can live cheaper. I think we need to be content with a friendship with Christ and Christ alone, and then let him bring in the third party
1: yeah and
0: that because then you've got the 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 big thing in common when you do it that way
1: well i've I've heard people talk talk a lot, especially young people, about how you know they don't feel like they have a good friend um they feel like they're lacking a, a friendship, and they press and they press and they press and then it just seems like the harder they press for a friend, uh the harder it is to get one or they end up landing yep. with with a friend who isn't a good influence on them. And you do have people out there who look to just eat up vulnerable people and take advantage of them. Um and you know, friendships should happen organically after we're walking with God and we're yes. spending time with God. Uh, God will bring people into our lives whether it's, you know, a uh, romantic a Friendship that turns romantic and into marriage or just even someone of the same gender who just becomes a lifelong friend uh, these are these are things that happen as we walk with God. I love that point. Um, I love that point that you know the the twofold cord could be you and the Lord, and then that third cord that gets woven in could be another person. I've never looked at that passage quite like that before that's 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 really good.
0: and I'm not hundred percent sure that's exactly what God, why God had Solomon write that.
1: Mm-hmm. However, it works. Yeah. it works. Probably not the interpretation, but a yeah. good application.
0: Yeah, he, here at our church, we've got a uh, we've got this girl that's just she is just an angel. I mean, she is just an absolute angel. Um, I think she's nineteen. Okay, and um, uh, she has taken it upon herself to help a lady, and I do not know how old this lady is, but I think she's the oldest lady in the church. Okay. I think she has been a, a living member here longer than anybody. She can't come to the services anymore. Okay. And so here you got this 19 year old girl who every week goes over to this probably 90 year old lady's house and she'll help her with some things. He'll, she'll help her tidy up a little bit, maybe do some dishes, things like that. And then just sit and talk. And the two of them have developed a a beautiful friendship. Okay. And I think that says an awful lot about the young girl because, you know, it's most 19 year olds want a 19 year old to be friends with,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right. You know, they, they want somebody they got everything in common with, they, they like the same TV shows. They like the same YouTube channels. They like the same Instagram podcasts. They, you know, and that stuff is just overrated. And, um, I just think it's beautiful to see someone that says that, that here's a relationship, 70 years difference between the two, but yet it's a friendship that's built on Jesus because he's ultimately the only thing they've got in common with each other, but that ought to be enough.
1: Right. And and that fits in line with what the Bible teaches uh, in Timothy about yeah. letting the the elder women influence and teach the younger women. And uh, that, but that takes, that, that takes a lot. You think back to Rehoboam, in the Bible, how he did not want the counsel yeah. of the older men; he wanted the counsel of, of people his age. He had things in common with, and so like that, nineteen-year-old deserves a lot of credit for that. Well, the the verse, the first verse I've selected for today, last week or last time when we did this, uh, I the verses I went to talked a lot about character and the character mm-hmm. of your yep. friends, and um, if you are a low character person, you're going to be drawn to low character. If you are someone who aspires to have high character or are of high character, you're going to uh, seek out friends that will take you in that direction. Uh, Today, I want to turn my attention to the word contention, because Mm. um, there's there's a lot of contention that can take place in a friendship and fracture a friendship. Proverbs 13.10 says, only by pride cometh contention but with the well-advised is wisdom. Um, Let me throw another verse in here with this same thought. Um, uh, Proverbs 27, 5, and 6 says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And sometimes contention in a friendship is unhealthy. In fact, usually it's unhealthy. Usually this contention comes because One of the two of you is not being uh, thoughtful of the other one, being very selfish and self-centered. And when when the contention is of that nature, it is hard to exist in a friendship with someone who is self-centered, self-focused, and never really looking out for the needs of the others. I've had many friends over the years that when all was going well, they were right there by my side. They were there to have fun. Uh, mm-hmm. they wanted the the laughter. They wanted the good time. They wanted the party, um, w- whatever it was, but boy, when things got tough, <laughs> they were nowhere to be found. Um, yeah. or, you know, you get close to some people and their behavior can hurt you. And that causes you to put up a wall and just back up and say, well, I can't coexist with someone in a relationship who's behaving this way. And so, I would say, be careful in in a friendship that you are more selfless than selfish and that you're more considerate of the other person than you are yourself. And that's just solid relationship advice, whether that's a marriage, um, a friendship, whatever it would be. You need to make sure that you're looking out for the needs of other people. Um, When I had COVID this past two weeks, Probably the hardest thing I had to do, Pastor King, was respond to all of the text messages I got every day of people checking up on me because I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant a lot to me, that people love me enough uh, to check up on me and, and care for me. And that, that's a sign of, of healthy friendships. There, are, there is another type of contention in friendship that is necessary, and that is when you see a flaw in your friend, and you have a deep enough relationship with them where they're going to hold you accountable and they're going to call you out in a loving way uh, for your wrongdoing. And um, I've been blessed and fortunate enough in my life to have some friends this way who are willing to put their finger in my face and say, This has got to change. This is not good in your life. Um, I can remember back when I lived in Maryland, I had breakfast. With um, Larry Koontz, and um, we just Larry, talked last
0: week. By the way, what's that? <laughs> we he and I just spoke last week. I love. He's a great Larry. guy. He's he he's is one, awesome. One of my
1: one of my really good friends. I I had I had um, I was counseling with him over some things, and I remember we we're sitting there at a uh, like a continental breakfast type thing, and he puts his plastic fork down and he just looks like stares a hole through me. <laughs> And he, and he just calls me out for what I'm doing wrong uh, and my, my attitude on something. And I put my head down and I look back up at him. And I said, you are 100% right. And he, I needed him to wound me there uh, to help me to see where I was coming up short. He was doing it to help me, not to hurt me. And I'm thankful for that contention at that moment in that relationship um, because it, it, it helped me to become a better person. So contention you know what I'm is thinking of right now. To, what's that?
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you all. I am sorry. you know what I'm thinking about right now? What's that? That time that I used you as an example in staff meeting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Share that. <laughs> talk, talk about that. So I was going to do a devotional in, in staff meeting one time. And of we had our entire staff there, which was like 30, what do we have? 31 on staff, I guess at the time. And, um, and and so I told I told Pastor Richard I said listen uh, I said I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just totally lay you out in front of everybody and I said don't be offended because my my uh, lesson today with the staff is going to be on how to and not to rebuke somebody yeah so uh, I had everybody turn to the passage in Proverbs about the, the verse that you just quoted about faithful to the wounds of a friend. And uh, and so while everybody was turning in their Bibles to that, I said, um, I said, Pastor Richard, before we get started with this lesson, I said, um, you left the auditorium a mess on Sunday afternoon after the Spanish service. Don't ever let that happen again. That was horrible. If you ever let that happen again, you are in so much. And I I probably was even more stern then. And everybody just looked at me like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, because you were in on the gag, and uh, and then after I finished just plastering you, I said, "Now today we're going to talk about how to and not to rebuke someone." <laughs> and then everybody, <laughs> and then everybody got it. Like, oh, he just gave us an example of how not to do it. So, <laughs> uh, privately is better than in front of thirty fellow staff members.
1: Correct. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thankful that you were never the type to rip face in front of a a big crowd. Uh, so, hey,
0: I'm sorry. I keep, I keep reaching down here. My uh, stopwatch, the screen keeps going off. And so uh, I'm, I, I I'm, I'm totally focused on this, but every time the screen shuts down, then I'm, I lose focus. So no worries, but you know, I, I will, I get, we probably won't get any further beyond this. Cause that, that, those are, those verses are so good. But the one, the first one that you mentioned, there was Proverbs 13, 10 and the first word of the verse, is the powerful word is the word only,
1: mm-hmm.
0: only by pride mm-hmm. come of the contention. So the only reason that there is, is a, and not, not the, the, there is a positive contention that you mentioned, but the negative contention, there's only one reason why there's ever negative contention in a, in a friendship. And that is because there's pride. Um, somebody's got to swallow their ego. Somebody has got to swallow their ego. If you want to make a friendship work. That's right. So that, Good stuff.
1: Pride is the the biggest friendship killer uh, because it takes their focus off of others and puts it solely on ourselves, and that will that destroys friendships. That that prevents friendships.
0: Yeah, um, every time. Yeah, every time it really does. You know, building on that thought, I think most people want a friend who is really into them, okay, or a friend that they can really get into. You know, I can really get into that person or I really like the fact that they're really into me. Both of those are pride based relationships That's if, right. if you're if you're friends with someone because you're really into them uh, it's it's probably shown that they have something that you feel you're lacking if you if you're in a friendship because they're really into you, is that gonna last to me that there's a pride there that is not healthy. Uh, a, a better way is that if you both are really into the same cause.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And if that cause is Christ, if that cause is the gospel, then now you got the foundation of a friendship that, that can last and be dynamic and powerful and, and, uh, and real. So uh, I love it. I love it, man.
1: Yep. Building friendships really around a cause is, is a whole lot is, is a very healthy uh, way to go about doing things. Absolutely. It is.
0: It is. Well, well, Hey, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to pick this up again next week because we, uh, you want to do a third week?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm good with yeah, that. Let's do it. Well, I've All got right, the man. funniest thing I saw this week. I had a lot of time laying around over the last two weeks to, to try to to come up with something <laughs> here. And, um, uh, let's see labor day. I came across something I've just found hilarious.
0: Which would have been our last podcast.
1: Yes, would have Labor been Labor Day, last podcast. Except,
0: yes, except you were sick.
1: So. I was sick. So here it is. Um, Labor Day was created on September 6th, 1981, when President Ronald Reagan rode across America on his red, white, and blue Harley Davidson while screaming at punks to get the job. Uh, amen
0: (laughs) Uh, that's hilarious i love that Uh, for full disclosure pastor richard told me he was gonna that's what he was going to use before before we started today as i was really excited about you sharing that i could see that maybe it was his evil knievel uh
1: motorcycle because probably was i I could (laughs) see that ronald reagan was that rugged cowboy and uh he was He wasn't putting up with anything, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. that guy. Well, Richard, hey, I love you, buddy. It looks like our time is about up, and uh, we'll hit it hard again next week. And I appreciate you, man. Tell Angela and the kids I said, hey, all right.
1: Yep, and Janet and Joseph and and all your grandbabies. Good stuff. All right. God bless. All right. See you, buddy. All right. Bye now.